You are listening to the Tech Chef Podcast. This is episode number 58, July 5th, 2022. Hi, this is Danny Kimball with Menchus Brothers Restaurants, and you are listening to Skip on the Tech Chef Podcast. Off-premise strategy, business continuity. How about a taste test of restaurant technology? Drive through or curbside, mobile apps or AI. It's all on the menu, cook it up for the day. It's a recipe for success. You're in good hands with a tech chef. Make a plan to be your best. Strategize with the tech chef. That's right, you have found the Tech Chef Podcast, the one show out there that you can count on for weekly insight and news and guests relating to the restaurant, hotel, and hospitality industries. This is your host, Skip Kimple, and it is great that you joined the show today. Welcome back to all the faithful TCP listeners, and for those of you listening for the very first time, it is a great privilege to have you here today. This is one of those shows that you don't want to miss, as it is weekly And if you don't subscribe or follow in your podcast software or service, it is easy to forget and then you'll miss out on some great content. So go ahead and subscribe and follow this show right now. For those of our listeners in the United States, I hope all of you had a fantastic long weekend celebrating our great country with 4th of July celebrations. I am hoping you all stayed safe and enjoyed your time with friends and family. This is one of my favorite times of the year. As a kid, this was the day that we celebrated my grandmother's birthday as well, and I always have great memories of this day over the years. This show is an all-American show today, and the theme is From Main Street to the Metaverse. When I saw this company pop up in the national news last week, I knew I had to get them on the show. I reached out to them, and Danny Kimball, CMO of Menchie's Brothers, was just as excited to be on the show as I was to have her on. To understand the significance of this show, you have to know that this is a mom-and-pop hamburger restaurant, which has three units in Northeast Ohio, is the originator of the hamburger dating back to 1885. That's right, you heard me correctly, and they have proof of that. Secondly, this little operation has taken on an NFT project that will take their company to a global level. These Web3 initiatives are no longer for the big boys out there. Danny and Menchie's brothers are proving that anybody can play in this game. A friendly public service announcement. If you are listening to the show and the terminology Web3, NFT, or the metaverse are all foreign to you, push pause on this episode right now and go back and listen to episode 51, where I talk with Chad Horn from Devour about these technologies and break them down one by one into digestible chunks of information. Okay, back to our regularly scheduled program. Our guest today, Danny Kimball, is a direct descendant of the inventor of the hamburger. Raised in the restaurant industry, Danny found a real passion for the marketing side of the business. Later in life, she pursued a career in marketing, eventually rising to be chief marketing officer for an insurance firm and always remain closely connected and ingrained in the family's brand, story, and business. Danny now has her own marketing consulting company and works directly with Menchie's Brothers Restaurants on digital marketing and Web3 strategy. 
She is the founder of the Lil Mensch NFT project, partnering with Metaversal Venture Studio to expand her family's restaurants into the metaverse. Make sure you listen to this one all the way to the end of the show, as you don't want to miss any of what Danny has to say. And she closes with some very good advice to all of you who are thinking about Web3 initiatives as part of your marketing plan. Danny, I am so excited to have you on the show. I first heard about your family business in an online article. I think it was the uh, Restaurant Business Online, and I knew I had to talk to you. So could you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and the current project you're working on? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on, Skip. I've been listening to your podcast, and I am honored to, to be on and be sharing my story with you, and I appreciate you reading the article in Restaurant Business. Uh, but I uh, am the chief marketing officer for Mench's Brothers Restaurants. We're located here in Northeast Ohio. And I actually grew up in the restaurant industry. It is a family business. So I, my first days, I remember being six years old, sitting in this tiny booth with my brother and sister rolling silverware at Mench's Brothers and watching customers come in, watching my mother and her, her brothers and sisters, my cousins just run the restaurant, serving food, greeting customers, and really getting my first exposure very, very early on into the restaurant business and eventually gravitated into uh, the marketing side by, I'd say, 11 years old. I remember creating flyers of for restaurant events. So, you know, one, one time we had this Valentine's event and my uncle John came up to me and said, he want, I want this event to be really, really special and I want to pack the house out. And so I got on, I think it was like Windows 97 version of Microsoft PowerPoint and put, put together this flyer uh, with like burger, I clip art and, you know, all kinds of things on this flyer. I put it all over the community and we did end up packing the house out. We actually ran out of the food. It, it ended up not being, you know, a good thing because we weren't as prepared for that. But that was my first kind of realization that, okay, like, I might be good at marketing. Like I was excited that the house is packed out, you know? And so I went down that direction. I ended up moving into uh, or making a career out of marketing. I did move into a corporate role in marketing, always stayed really connected to the Mentis Brothers story and the brand just because this was our family business. My mom was ingrained in it every day. And so I was always connected and helping her in some way, but I did go on into the corporate world and ended up rising to be a chief marketing officer for an insurance firm, recently stepped down from that role and is am now uh, more connected with Mentis Brothers. And so right now, what we're doing is, at, you know, we're right in the middle of this pandemic, or hopefully on the tail end of this pandemic, and we did a lot of work to kind of digitize the restaurant in so many ways, right? We, we launched delivery, we launched curbside carry out, we really pushed out food truck opportunities. Um, and, and so that was like a pivotal moment for the restaurant to make significant changes. And me just being um, in the marketing field and studying marketing and where the digital world is going, we started to then move us closer to this concept of Web3. And so now we are getting ready to launch an NFT project in partnership with Metaversal. Okay, hold on there just for a second. You just hit up with a lot of information. Uh, so Menchie's Brothers is a mom and pop organization, right? How many locations do you have? 
Yes, we have three locations. Three locations, and you coming in there saying, hey, let's do an NFT project. Um, <laughs> that's very interesting. I'm going to dig into that for a second. But you gave me a little bit of nugget of uh, uh, trivia the other day that was fascinating. Tell us about the claim to fame that Menche's brothers has. Sure. So my great-great-grandfather and my great-great-uncle, Charles and Frank Menchith, are the inventors of the hamburger. They invented the burger in 1885 in Hamburg, New York. They were at the Erie County Fair in Hamburg, New York. And the story goes, they were serving sausage sandwiches and they ran out of pork uh, to serve the sandwiches. So they went to the butcher and the butcher would not slaughter another pig, but he recommended using ground beef. And so the brothers put the ground beef, they tried to fry up the ground beef uh, on the skillet and it was really bland and they didn't think that that sandwich would sell. And so what they did was they mixed brown sugar and brewed coffee into the ground beef and they also added a few other spices to it. And uh, they served it and they ended up, you know, creating a line of people that wanted to try this sandwich and they named it the hamburger. And that research, actually, we, we knew about the story. My family has known about the stories, you know, since its inception. Um, and it's been carried through the, the generations to my, to my grandparents and my parents. And, um, but really, we didn't have like the the actual research and the artifacts until a couple years ago, we worked with a hamburger historian expert who uh, went out and studied all of the claims of the invention of the hamburger and collected all of this research. And it was a very unbiased study. We did not know him at the time, um, but he did attest to the Menchus brothers serving the first original burger in 1885. And so since that research has come out, he wrote a book on it um, and has all the information in there. It's called Hamburger Dreams. And ever since that came out, we're like, okay, you know, it's go time. We, we've had our story shared locally. We've built it as amazing local community. And, and so the next step for us feels like, you know, moving this story globally. Everybody loves a hamburger. So, Wow, what a great story to have behind you. And, and specifically from a marketing perspective, I can't think of uh, a better thing to have in your arsenal to be able to use those facts. Um, a small company, but a very big story to tell from a historical perspective. That's, that's awesome. Now let's talk about why I brought you on the show. So you already hinted towards it. Like I said, you showed up in the news because your little operation was making a big splash recently and you, Danny Kimball are the driving force behind that NFT project for your company. Let's talk about that. Um, how did this come about? Why did you decide to initiate an NFT project? Yes, that's a great question. And and one I get asked a lot uh, because locally uh, in, in Northeast Ohio, a lot of people aren't really talking about NFTs or even the crypto market or, or anything. So I, in studying marketing and paying attention to the digital era and the digital world and where the digital world is heading, I've always tended to be an early adopter. In fact, that's a trend that's possibly in the DNA through the Mencius brothers. They were early adopters. They were innovators. They were entrepreneurs. And I've seen that trend kind of carry on through the generations with my family. And I am, I am uh, an early adopter and really fascinated always by where the internet and the world is heading. And so naturally, I was just studying and paying attention to Web3 and making sure that 
from a marketing standpoint, we are, and from a business standpoint, that we are prepared and we are ready for that. Even though we are a small local mom and pop shop, we want to be ready for what our, our local customers um, deserve and need and want. And uh, in setting Web3, came across NFTs. I started personally just getting involved and in, in learning about NFTs and the potential that they have for uh for businesses in general or for IP owners, for brands in general, for artists, for creatives. I mean, I, I started to really understand that like the huge opportunity that NFTs can give to creatives and entrepreneurs and innovators in this space and um, IP owners. And then really connecting that and tying that to this incredible like story of the invention of the hamburger and our IP and uh, figuring out, I think what's new here is we don't see a lot of Main Street local uh, restaurants or businesses in general, small businesses in general, moving in this direction. So I think the one hiccup that I was like hesitant on initially was there's no blueprint or framework for how to build uh, an NFT for a Main Street restaurant. There's no uh, guideline that walks me through how to do this. Um, and so that's when I reached out to Metaversal, their venture studio company uh, that invests in and helps co-create NFT projects. And together we've been we've been building this and it's it's exciting. It's fun. I'm just trying to picture this. You come from a very old, probably very traditionally run company. How difficult was it for you to <laughs> talk to the other leadership and family members like your Uncle John, who I think you said the other day, uh, he's 73 years old. Um, yes. <laughs> I, what was the conversation like uh, and how long did it for you to take to explain to them what an NFT is and how it's going to help the company? I mean, were there a lot of blank stares in the room in the beginning? Definitely a tricky conversation for sure. I, uh, I had mentioned it to my uncle John. My uncle John is the CEO of Mentress Brothers and has a ton of passion around this brand. There's also a number of other brothers and sisters. They, they're a family of 10 total. So there's a num including my mom, there's a number of brothers and sisters involved and super passionate about the story, the history, the restaurants, they've been very involved in building the restaurants. So I'm really standing on the shoulder of giants when I tell this story. Um, they're just a, a group of people filled with passion to get this story out. And that's always been, you know, the vision. When the research came out, it became more of a vision to say, okay, how can we spread this story globally? And so my uncle John as the CEO is incredibly visionary and incredibly passionate. And while he wasn't well-versed in NFTs and crypto and things of that sort, he's 73 years old, he still is, has a lot of energy and passion for seeing this thing um, come to fruition at the global level. And so I went to him with the idea and he's very open-minded. I think he has a lot of faith and trust in me and, uh, so he, he did decide to, it did take a while for him to study. He started subscribing to like email newsletters and blog posts, and he would be forwarding me all these emails that he was learning through NFTs and Web3. But I loved his, um, his energy and enthusiasm towards it. And uh, he's still asking really good questions. Uh, he's still trying to figure it out. We all are. This is all still a new space for everybody. But um, the next step for me then was to go to the board meeting 
And there is like, I, I want to say he might be like 85 years old. We do have like a, an elder person on our board. <laughs> and that was a harder conversation. <laughs> but uh, ultimately, uh, they did approve the project and we did decide to move forward. And uh, yeah, they've been they've been great. The family has been amazing and supportive and curious. And uh, but they they believe in taking this global. And we know that uh, NFTs and Web3 can get us there. Well, you must be an amazing marketer in order to be able to pull that conversation off and sell them on it. So <laughs> I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for that first conversation. Oh, my goodness. Um, so we keep talking about the uh, NYC NFT event. Uh, what exactly was that? Sure. So that was a conference, a really large, I'd say, conference in New York City that also had a lot of spinoff events events from it that uh, other people who have NFT projects um, that were having parties and, and cocktail hours. And there was like yoga in Times Square for a yoga themed NFT project. And so there was a ton of uh, NFT uh, influencers, supporters, project builders, um, investors all in one space in New York City uh, in late June. And uh, we, with Metaversal, we went and took our food truck, it's the Lil Mench. Our project is called Lil Mench NFT. So we took the Lil Mench food truck into Times Square and we served free burgers. It was, it's called a POAP, a proof of attendance. And so if somebody came up to visit the food truck, they would be have the opportunity to get on the priority list to mint a Lil Minge NFT and also try, taste the history, try a real original Minge's Brothers burger uh, there in New York City. So that was a that was a great project to be involved in. Wow, it sounds fascinating. I'm, I'm very curious in regards to, I could just see New Yorkers walking down the street. It was in Times Square, right? Yes. I, I'm just envisioning that where people are coming up to your truck for a burger. Hey, that looks great. And you're just giving these burgers away. What was that reaction like? Well, you know, we kept hearing from New Yorkers like uh, nothing is free in New York City. So what is going on here? <laughs> um, but the burgers were were 100 percent free. And I think that that was a surprise to most people. Uh, but there was that. Uh, also, people, the people from Metaversal and from Mencius Brothers there around the truck collecting email addresses for the uh, priority list for the mint. So I guess free in terms of a monetary standpoint, but you were exchanging your email address to get a burger. <laughs> sure. Well, that's a small trade-off, I think. Uh, you know, you'd mentioned about uh, taking the message global. Just so you know, you probably don't know this fact. I never shared this with you. This this show in particular is listened to by an audience from over 80 countries. So your story immediately is going to be spread out there. And I know there's going to be a lot of interest in it. Um, Danny, why do you have and believe so strongly in this project? I believe that we have a an authentic, a real story to share. And I believe that Web3 is the platform or the vehicle to help us share that story. I believe in the future of where IP is going. And we aren't looking for any short-term uh NFT launch and then we pull out, right? We're looking for a long-term brand move, uh, a sustainable brand move that allows uh, fans of the burger around the world to experience and taste the original burger recipe and to share uh, in some capacity, and, and there's more to come on this, but to share in some some form of IP, 
with the Menchus Brothers brand and the Menchus Brothers story. And so we're getting creative with, with licensing. We're getting creative with the approach of utility and what's tied to the project. So at the global level, like that's, that's where it's at is to, to really allow fans, burger fans around the world to experience and taste the original burger recipe. But also at the local level, it's rewarding our local loyal customers who come in every single day, who love the Menchus Brothers brand story, burger, food, environment, experience, and to really create um, really amazing dine-in, unique dine-in experiences, exclusive access to things. One of the pieces of utility we're tying to it is uh, we're giving anyone who buys a Lil Minch NFT, they'll get 20% off every time they come into the restaurant uh, off their bill for the first year. Um, and then we're also doing a an exclusive private access to a crypto burger menu where they'll get to vote on what's go what goes on the menu. They'll get to vote on what toppings we put on that burger. Uh, they'll get to vote on the pricing of that menu, right? So they'll have some ownership into this private menu. And you know, imagine if you're bringing a family uh, or or friends, and you have a table of eight, and you get access to this private menu that you helped build. Um, in addition to twenty percent off for that that bill, like. I don't know. It's just really, it's a, it's a cool local move as well. All right. That brings up an interesting question. So your locations are in the Midwest in Ohio. Um, I grew up in the Midwest. Um, they might be a little more behind, you know, the times in regards to the web three initiatives out there. Uh, what is the educational process for your locals? That has to be a little bit of a challenge as well. Yes. And that is something we have start. We have already started. We are early on it uh, because we know education, especially in this space, is so important. Yes, we we're in the Midwest. Our, our suburban areas are not very familiar with Web3 and NFTs. And so we're doing a ton of education around the project. Uh, we're, we're, we're referring to it as a digital access pass. So the Lil Mensch NFT is a digital access pass that rewards our customers. And then we list out what that utility includes. And we're doing, you know, a lot of very traditional, even web one style marketing ways to educate our audience because a lot of our customers are still in the web one, web two era, right? So social media, we have actual physical print postcards that are on the tables. They're going out in our delivery, uh, they're going out in all of our carryouts and they have a QR code on them. And, and also on all of our tables, if there's a QR code and you scan that QR code, you, you drop your email in and you'll be notified when it's time to buy your digital access pass. We are looking to do a local, what's called a mint party, uh, where we'll park the food truck somewhere and in a large space, we'll invite people uh, all of our customers, anyone on the priority list to, to stop by, family, friends, and, and serve burgers and food and also uh, walk them through exactly how to mint the Lil Mench uh, NFT. Now, we are looking at the like lowest barrier to entry in minting because if you have minted an NFT before, uh, you know some, some projects have you, you set up a wallet, you have to, or you buy the crypto. It takes maybe the bank a week to transfer your crypto over to your wallet. And then you, you're buying it. It's, it's very, it can be a very cumbersome process. And so we're really working to streamline and make that process very simple where our customers can actually use a credit card to mint. 
Well, I love the fact that you changed a non-fungible token into a digital access pass that has to make much more sense to the locals um, other than the actual terminology for an NFT. Um, So you got a minting party coming up. How many tokens are you actually releasing and uh, when do you plan on releasing those or have they already been released? They have not been released. So we have 5,655 tradable tokens that will be available on the Ethereum blockchain. And we have a limited supply who are on the priority list uh, for our locals. So we have 1,885 local spots. And those local spots, uh, 1,885 comes from 1885 when the burger was, was born, right? Um, and then we also had the priority list, uh, 1,885 spots in New York. So um, those spots are, are for the locals and for the New York City project. And then we open it up to the world. Um, so we are looking to mint in late summer, early fall. We have uh, a couple ideas on exact dates, but those aren't ready to be released yet. We're still kind of playing with the exact timeline, uh, but we do hope to mint late summer, early fall. Danny, do you think Web3 technologies are going to be table stakes in the future of marketing strategies, or is it already? I don't think it already is. I do think, yes, that's that's coming down. I think, uh, I believe that every Main Street uh, or, or business in general will have some sort of NFT strategy or Web3 strategy in the next three to five years. Now, I, I think the tech uh, the technical language, the jargon is going to change and make it feel more natural. Like it's the next natural progression for these businesses to market themselves, brands, creators to, to really market themselves. I think right now the technical aspects of, of what's happening in Web3 is making it a little bit confusing and hard to get into. And I think overall, that's just a really big goal I've noticed in the Web3 community is they want to make onboarding for uh, small businesses, for Main Street businesses, for creators, they want to make that onboarding process a lot smoother, a lot simpler. And what excites me is I start to, I'm starting to see a lot of top talent from uh, big organizations moving into Web3. So ex-Googlers or ex-Facebook or, you know, from big tech companies moving into Web3 to help solve these problems and make it easier for more people to get involved. You know, with the recent struggles with cryptocurrencies lately, um, do you think this is just a temporary setback? Is it is it having effect on NFT purchases? I definitely think it is having an effect on on NFT purchases currently, and I I do think it's temporary though. Just like if you watch, you know, the stock market as well, like we're 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 experiencing and feeling this across almost everything. Uh, Inflation is real, (laughs) you know? And so we're starting to like, I think Americans or or the world in general is just starting to feel some of the effects that have, that have kind of built up over the last few years and we'll climb out of it. Recessions happen, depressions happen. uh, And, and we're always able as, as a world, we're always able to find our way back. So Uh, That's not kind of, that's not really halting us from moving forward on this because I I do believe Web3 is the future. Um, Yes, with the current state of the crypto market, I think uh, there's a little bit of pause, but when when people pause, like they put their heads down and they build and they they build deeper and they build more creatively and they build more resourcefully. And and, uh, I'm really excited to see actually what comes out of it because I think a lot of people are heads down building right now. Well, from my perspective, you know, 
ETH has definitely taken a tumble. Everything's taken a tumble from a crypto side, but ETH was down so low, I bought a ton of it because I'm like, well, this is the perfect time to buy ETH <laughs> and start start minting NFTs because there's no better opportunity to make more money than right now. So, I mean, obviously it's a gamble. Um, cryptocurrencies are very vulnerable and it's just like playing the stock market, except there's nothing really behind it. Uh, there's no, you know, anyways. Uh, we won't go down that path because I'll just be emphasizing some of the uh, people that are against NFTs and cryptocurrencies. So I'm not even going to open that subject up. You, you kind of actually mentioned a company you're working with right now in our agency to help you with this NFT project. Uh, Metaversal, I believe you said it was? Yes. What scope of this project are they actually helping you with? Yeah, so so let me step back and share when I started when I started really studying web3 and nfts I saw the massive opportunity but I knew like I couldn't do this by myself <laughs> um, I didn't have the expertise or the credibility or the experience in in web3 at all and so I reached out to metaversal there as I mentioned a company that invests in the, and produces nfts and I pitched them who we were uh, and the vision we had. And I just had this like really incredible meeting with the founders there, learned more about the types of projects that they invest in and, and how they support uh, during the process. And what stood out to me most about Metaversal is that they are in it for the long term with you. So they co-collaborate on this project. They want to see a long-term sustainable um, movement. They're not in for like a short-term win and then they pull out. And as a marketer, I know like the importance of to build a brand, it takes it takes a while, right? It takes um, years to really build and expand on a brand. And so when, when after that conversation, it felt like a no-brainer to really work and partner with Metaversal. And they are really managing the back end of this project. They um, helped source the artist. We have an amazing artist. His name is William Reck. And uh, he designed all of the NFTs and he has a team at NiceWork helping with, with a lot of the marketing around that, um, which, which was incredible. And that came through our partnership with Metaversal. Um, and then my project manager, Aaron, is really like keeping things on the timeline, keeping things scheduled. She helped really coordinate everything that went on in NFT NYC. She's making sure that all of the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. And, you know, when I tend to be more on the visionary side of things, so it's so helpful to have kind of a team in place to really keep everything on track and on schedule. You know what I love about your story is that you guys are the small guys playing in a market that only large corporations have traversed thus far. And that's what makes your story so unique. What would your advice be to others out there that, first of all, don't really understand or believe in this type of marketing and B, think they are too small to partake in this type of venture. Hmm. I really appreciate that. Thank you, Skip. Uh, I'd say the first piece of advice would be to just be open and, and paying attention. Now is the time to pay attention to what is happening. It doesn't mean you have to jump in and launch a project. There's a chance that we at Menchus Brothers are too early right now. Uh, I I, I know that in the next three to five years, I'm confident, I should say, that in the next three to five years, this, this is going to be a regular thing for businesses. Um, but there's a chance that right now we're, we're a little early. And so now is a good time for, for small businesses, for businesses in general, um, for creators, for entrepreneurs, to, for food entrepreneurs, 
uh, to, to just pay attention to what's happening in Web3. Follow projects. Twitter is a great space to really get exposed to what's being built in Web3. I actually yesterday just minted Food Fighters University, uh, who they are, uh, Andy and Kevin, are involved with the Bored and Hungry restaurant, which is, I believe, the first NFT restaurant uh, after the Bored Ape Yacht, named after the Bored Ape Yacht Club. Uh, they use that IP to really do their packaging and their branding. And I, I believe in where they're helping take the food industry. Um, so that's a fascinating project for me to be involved in as a food entrepreneur involved with Mentis Brothers, right? And so Overall, I guess, long story short, pay attention, get involved in, in whatever way feels comfortable to you um, and, and jump in on some of the community conversations just to learn and, and get a feel for what's happening and, and where this can take your, your businesses. Okay, one last question for you. How about the metaverse? Do you have any plans there or see a business opportunity for you in that area of uh, Web3 initiatives? I, I definitely do. We don't have any plans set in stone, but uh, one of our taglines is from Main Street to the Metaverse. So we're taking a Main Street local restaurant into the Metaverse in some capacity through this NFT project. One of the big motivations for me is that you see these large franchises, Wendy's, McDonald's, like trademarking Metaverse concepts, uh, planning or ideating around this idea of having a restaurant in the metaverse. Some of them are already built. And one of my big motivations is, you know, we own the burger story. Yes, we're a local mom and pop restaurant, but we own the burger invention. And I, I feel like I can't let a large franchise own the burger. <laughs> and I know that that's going to be a hard battle for me and, and our family, right? But like, we need to some in some way own the burger story and help food entrepreneurs around the world really share the burger story too. And so that's kind of a big overarching goal and dream of mine is like, how can I accomplish that? And how can I do it through Web3? So yes, long story short, again, I do see us doing something in the metaverse. I don't know exactly what that would look like. Something I'm kind of imagining is maybe a meta, uh, a virtual restaurant, but also having IRL in real life delivery, uh, connected to it. And so maybe Minch's burgers are being delivered to people around the world and they can meet with people around the world in the virtual restaurant while enjoying their physical burger at home. That's just an idea. <laughs> I love it. I mean, why let McDonald's or Wendy's own the burger story? You guys yes. actually have the invention, which makes you totally unique and gives you the edge on all of that. How does one find out more if they want to check out your NFT collection and, and invest? Thanks for asking. Twitter is a great place to, to just get a day-to-day -day update of what's happening with our project. So you can find us at Lil Mench. It's L-I-L-M-E-N-C-H-N-F-T uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter, Danny Kimball, too. Or uh, visit our website, lilmensch.com. And all of the information about the project is there. We have a Discord community. I'd say Twitter would be the best um, place to just get the day-to-day -day updates on what's happening with this project. And for all the listeners out there, I'll make sure I put those uh, links in the show notes. Danny, thanks a million for coming on the show and telling us about your family business and this exciting new marketing angle you're taking on. Um, it takes a courageous soul to venture down this new path, but I love your enthusiasm 
your positivity towards its success. And if anybody can make it happen, I've got a good feeling you're the person that can do it. And by the way, when you guys have your minting party, I want to come to it. Deal? You will You will be the first to be invited, Skip. Maybe we'll do like a live podcast there, something fun. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'd love to be able yes. to cover that. Thanks again, Danny. Have a great day and thank you for sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me on, Skip. It means the world to us. See, I told you that was going to be good. Now you know why I was so excited to get her on the show and talk about this project. I wanted to be one of the first people to help her spread the word about what she is doing and how she is doing it. I promise all of you that I will keep in touch with Danny and tell you all about the stories that she has along the way and share what they have learned as a company. If you would like to reach out to me or the show, you can do via everything social at Skip Kimple or everything at Constrata. This includes Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok. You can always go to the website at skipkimple.com for all of the archive shows, and you can also go to the website constrata.io. And of course, if you want to send me an email, do so at skip.kimple at constrata.io. Busy week this upcoming weekend with the Texas Food Show in Dallas, and then I have to jet set around the rest of the month meeting with clients. Trust me, I needed this long weekend to rejuvenate, especially after High Tech, which was an awesome show, by the way. So having said that, let me get back to work. And until next Tuesday, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay hungry, my friends. Bye.